black aerodynamic affirmations designed to keep your spirit soaring high. You're listening to We Fly, a podcast. Welcome. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Um, I think I'm losing my voice. You're not losing your voice, my friend. But that's nothing a Pepsi can't cure. Pepsi is the cure-all. Magical Pepsi. You unicorn of... Of... Of solution. Of beverages. <laughs> you unicorn of solution and, and change and perseverance. When I used to drink dark soda, I liked Pepsi. I actually, being a um, a native from New York, I preferred Pepsi over Coke. Did you call it pop? Yeah, it, we called it pop because when you drank pop, you would have pimples. Oh. You know what I'm saying? So they called it pop in New York. And then I came, I came here and I said pop. And uh, I remember I was like at a churches or a Popeyes or something, and they was like, "Oh, you not from around these parts?" <laughs> Just because that's the South for you. I said pop. It was like pop. Cause we don't talk like that. Pop, man. And my sister went to school and started talking like that. I'm like, girl, we don't say pop. Yes, we but say pop in New York. It's all good. Up top, we say pop. That's what's up. But really, um, I've been feeling very angered by. The news, by our president, just by police officers. I know there's some good police officers that exist in the world, but for all the use, for <laughs> for all the use who do very traumatic things to us. Well, the system is flawed. Yeah, the system just is period. flawed. The system but is flawed. but I've been learning over the last couple of months that if I reach out into the cold cooler. Mm. Of solution mm. and resolution mm. and peace, mm. Pepsi will be there waiting for me. Ashe, Pepsi, you are the background to the historical changes. I thought you was gonna say the backbone. No, no, the back. No, 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 not back. The background, like when the Declaration of Independence was being signed. And they were writing the uh, the Bill of Rights. And it was like, yo, should we include the slaves as being, you know, men or being equal? And Pepsi was like, yo, I think you should. Not yo. Pence. Yeah, Pepsi. <laughs> oh, Pepsi. <laughs> Not Pence, no, Pepsi. <laughs> Pepsi was like, yo, I think you should, son. Pepsi and was there in the yeah, room. Yeah, <laughs> Pepsi was it. Not, not the actual creators of the... Uh, the recipe for Pepsi. Oh, the drink. The drink. It's the drink. It was like, yo, for real though, you gonna face a lot of problems. That sounds like an episode of the Proud Family. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> With the Pepsi. Pepsi talking. Pepsi was right there. Pepsi was like, yo, you're gonna have a lot of problems if you don't make sure these people have equal rights to you as well. Quick tangent. So in that I saw a little clip of some protest or um, demonstration or action going on and somebody did bring up a can of Pepsi and put it on what looked like a garbage um, container 
in front of the line of police. And one of the police officers touched it and they looked around and they, and then he threw the can back into the crowd. And my first thought was, okay, well, it could have been a weapon. Somebody could have put a weapon and that could be what the police thought. But how are you going to then throw the weapon back into the crowd See, of citizens? You missed the point. Yeah. You missed the point. It was Diet Pepsi. Ah. And the commercial, and the commercial that we saw, well, who was the, um, okay. the lead protagonist of that particular, besides the artist, who was the, the, the white woman, Kendall Jenner? Yeah. She, she took she, the Pepsi. I wouldn't have known that girl. <laughs> if she had, if nobody took, said nothing, I She took the Pepsi was. and she said, police officer, there's been millions and millions upon millions of years of suffering and, and trauma and deplorable things done to people of color, to different minorities over the world. We had to come up with the word my, minorities because that's how foul the system has been working all over the world globally. But this Pepsi, sir, I say to you, I say to you, sir, this Pepsi will change your mind about being a zombie to a system that's corrupt. Here, sir. And he drunk that Pepsi and he said, you know what? Did. You know, there's something about this drink in particular. Not Gatorade, not Coke 45. Not water, which is one of our sponsors. Not not water. Not not water, which is really weird when I, I was talking to my mother about mm. this. And I was like, when did they say bottling water? And my mom was like, this is the dumbest thing ever when it came out in her, her time. <laughs> she was like, they're bottling water. We just get it out the tap, you know? And now we're seeing that. It's still very traumatic because they're taking water from very sacred places like they care. But here we are in this particular era and we're like, yo, the plastic in many ways is uh, hurting our our um, environment, our ecosystem. And poisonous water is coming out of the tap yep. in a lot of places. So, so. But anyway, we don't want to completely talk about bad news. I'm going to talk about some good news. We're going to talk about our life. <sighs> Welcome to the third episode. I think this is number four. Number four? Excuse me. I don't know. If... <laughs> let's see. <laughs> what episode is... Wait, let's see. No, we talked... We did depression, uh -huh. after family first, and then sex. So this is number four. This is right. number four. I was right? No. No. <laughs> I, I was, was right. completely wrong. <laughs> you were close. Um, this is episode four of We Fly podcast, and today's topic is sexual mistakes and time travel. So, if you listen to our last episode, and that episode was called, it's called Sex, uh, we talked about growing up, hearing different narratives about sex, the do's and the don'ts. We chatted it up with Dennis. We talked to Dennis Badger about his particular sexual journey. And we also talked about some of the things that we learned along the way about being mature adults having sex. And Real quick, we got some really good feedback from that podcast. So thank you everybody who listened and allowed it to have some positive impact. I heard a lot of people were reflective about some things in their own lives. And that's really dope. That's why we do it. That's really dope. We really thank you for the feedback. Um, also, I'd like to thank anybody who went and purchased a shirt just by listening to the episode. Yeah. I thank you for that. Thank you. Um, if you haven't checked out my Instagram, 
I have a lot of shout outs going on to people who purchase shirts. I also have a contest going on. If you post a photo of the shirt that you purchase through 100% Dark Matter Apparel, then I'm willing to give anyone a discount and a free shirt just for you posting a dope photo of you taking a selfie in that shirt. Or somebody else can take the picture of you. Yeah, it's either or. Either or. So, checking in, Sarah, how are you feeling today? I feel good. I'm excited. My cousin Omale is getting married tomorrow. Woo woo. Yes. Shout out to Omale and Justin and the whole family. So, that's cool. And I finished my first term of grad school. Yes. Clap it up again. Proud of that. Learned a lot. Thanks, baby. I want to talk about some of that today, but I'm good. I'm grateful. I feel empowered to manifest good stuff. Awesome. Um, any attentions for today? Hmm, just to be intuitive and reflective. To be intuitive and reflective. Also to have fun because it's the bachelorette party tonight. Okay. So I want to okay. have a fun time, but I also want to be intuitive and reflective. And I think because you are the owner of your body. That's right. You could do whatever you want and still have complete control over how much or how little fun you have. That's what I it's, that's what I believe. It's all about you. you Shout know? out to you. Oh, well, thank you. I, I try. As you can see, it, people who are not sitting next to me right now, <laughs> I'm wearing a bow tie and a top hat, and I'm sipping on apple juice. Love it. Yes. Love and it. Sarah can, can confirm hmm. that these things are happening. So I just want to check in right quick myself. Today is a wonderful day. I'm creating new designs for my shirts. Uh, I can't quite tell you what that is, but I will say it will involve shea butter and coconut oil. I am covered in both currently. Yes, she smells like hot chocolate on a cold winter's day. Because I think black woman mixed with shea butter or coconut oil smells like hot chocolate to me. Or Goodness are, are you sunshine. the epitome of hot chocolate? When black woman, please call in 1-800-446-7. No, I'm just kidding. But really, I love coconut oil and shea butter. I love tea tree oil as well. So I'm playing around with designs in that particular type of you know area. He actually talks trash about how much coconut oil and shea butter I use. We but. go through so much coconut oil every minute. Every minute, I turn my back and before I can get my, I have to like hide coconut oil. You wilding right and now. And shea butter around the house. All right, What's but um, that's part of my check in. Also, it's beautiful here in Atlanta. Besides all the roads blowing up <laughs> and Godzilla. <laughs> Like, Sinking into you know, the floor. Atlanta has become the mecca for shooting um, movies here. So they're shooting um, Atlanta. Um, no, I'm sorry. They did shoot Atlanta, this episode, the series. But they're shooting Godzilla here as well. And for some reason, I swear they have turned all the roads into like Godzilla movie set or scenes. Oh, no. Because that's the way I feel about the road conditions in Atlanta. Well, it's frightening. Yeah, it most definitely is. Um, we had a great breakfast this morning. 
lunch actually. We had and it is Friday. Waffles, chicken, plantanos, <laughs> plantains, and you know, sunny side up eggs. Really good. It was a blessing. My attempt for the day was to create. Right now we're creating and um it's really dope to be in that process because I flourish in that particular process of creating. So I could be um, reheading a drum. I'm a West African percussionist. I, I say that all the time, but I like to uh, work on drums a lot. I also like to draw when I have time. I'm a poet, so I can try to write out scripts of things that I need to say. Sometimes I create by just watching different forms of anime. And what I mean by creating, I'm like, oh, they had this particular type of setup in the anime episode. How can I apply that to my life? So when I create, I could use the juice from that. So my intent for today was to keep creating, keep manifesting the things that I want, and also just keep on being a light to people and letting people shine in my life as well. So that was my intent for today. Ashe. So, um, you know, in our last episode, we talked about sex. And I think you can never talk about sex too often. So we're going to talk actually about sex and time travel. And my interest in time travel has developed... Since I really started getting into Octavia Butler books, I'm not going to spend too much time, but there's a whole train of black women that I've been following and who are making me think about Afrofuturism and speculative fiction and time travel and just the worlds that we can manifest. And that was actually what my very first podcast was about, creating these worlds, using your imagination to create what you wanted. And, uh... So it feels good to be seeing all these things come together and I'm very interested in sexuality and sex and wanted to mesh the two topics. So um, there's obviously a lot of different directions that we can go. But my first thought just off the bat is um, manifesting the type of sexual reality that I would want to see in the future. I see. That's by, a big deal. By basically going to the past and going over mm -hmm. the things that may have been uncomfortable mm -hmm. or jarring to you in your sexuality, especially now that you're in the future and you're 20-something right? and you're trying to be as positive about your sex as you can be, mm -hmm. you know? We want to talk about some of the things that we have encountered from our sexual experiences I know we talked about that in the last episode, but we felt like maybe there are individuals who are still learning about their sexuality. No matter how old or young you are, there's something new you can learn. And maybe some of our mistakes can guide individuals towards a healthier sex journey or to a healthier sex positive road, if you will, when it comes to um the experience of sex that we know that many people are living right now so sarah is there anything that you want to talk about as far as like 
your life and your sexual encounters and some of the mistakes that you've made. No doubt. Well, um, I know you also mentioned we're talking about time travel. And those, for me, weren't separate ideals when I suggested um, infusing time travel and our interest in science fiction with our talks about sexuality. <clears throat> but for one, um, I'm actually very intentional now about not thinking of things as mistakes or recognizing if I, you know, I've done wrong or can do better, but not regretting or hoping, wishing that I could redo because I, I accept that all of my choices um, have created this person that I am. Um, so thinking sexually, I talk to my friends about this a lot. My only regrets, uh, so during, during college I was very uh, explorative, exploratory. <laughs> and I had a lot of regrets. I had a lot of shame. Anytime I think back to men I was involved with sexually, when I get beyond sex, they were not kind to me. I feel you. And so in, in that sense, it would have all been mistakes, except I learned from them. And, and they were reflections for me. And uh, so I don't carry hate for them or I don't wish that those incidents didn't happen. I just, um, I tweeted the other day that I was often made to feel shame by the men that I had sex with. And how really bizarre it is to um, understand that you lose value <laughs> when you have sex with a person. That That's somehow mm. the perception of some. Uh, <clears throat> so really, when I think back and just wish I would have done things differently, I wish I would have just been absolutely fine and confident with what I was doing, with who I chose to have sex with, mm. and um, that I just knew I was all that in the bag of chips <laughs> you know i was i was struggling i was really depressed i was active in my leadership and work but i was struggling in school and so there was a lot going on but all i wish is that i didn't have all that shame that i had and um so in regards to time travel often james you have told me that we have the capabilities to time travel all the time you told me that early on in our relationship and um, one thing we've discussed is talking to our younger selves and that was really transformative for me when I finally you know just tried to actually apply it to my life to go back and talk to eight-year-old Sarah mm. and like I felt a peace that I have not felt for 20 years anytime I think about the incident it made me cringe and being able to spend time with that girl made a huge difference. Indeed. So, yeah. So that's and, and that in itself is time travel. So thinking about my sexual experience and my sexual journey, just going back to, you know, twenty year old Sarah and being like, Girl, it is okay. Mm -hmm. And you're supposed to have pleasurable experiences. You deserve them. And you know, when you really care, you don't spend your time with people who don't care about you. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. In a nutshell. Okay. Well, uh, I think for me, I had to go back in my past, especially when it comes to um, some of the sexual experiences I had, and really confront them and say to myself, like, okay, the individual's that you've been with, they probably didn't take the time that you wanted with your body. You know, 
Like everything is in a rush. Like let's have let's have sex really quick and let's do this and let's do that. But one of the things I had to learn is to go in the past and like forgive that and understand mm-hmm. that now it's okay to say and tell people what I want when I when I'm having sex versus in the past from the male perspective from a man's frame of thought is you just stick it in you know you do what you do hopefully she has an orgasm and that's it but and that's not even every man's frame of thought i know that from twitter yeah um and life but as i got older i was like (laughs) hold on there's got to be more to this you know there has to be there has to be conversation and dialogue there has to be some form of discourse that happens before the sexual engagement. And now that I'm more mature and older, it's cool for me to go in the past and be like, you didn't know that because society wasn't necessarily saying that. Um, maybe the infrastructure of the family you were around wasn't able to communicate that with you. And I had to say to myself, that's cool. I'm older now. I can have dope conversations before I engage in sex. I can actually tell the individual what I want mm-hmm. because you know with the with the whole uh, form of format of toxic masculinity, we don't necessarily express ourselves and say, "Hey, I like this. I don't like that." And then, if you can't express yourself, how can you talk to that individual that you're engaging with? How can I? Figure out what you like. Mm-hmm. But those conversations need to be had. And now that I'm in um, a healthier place mentally, I can have those conversations, especially with you. Absolutely. And that was something that's really was really important to me. I probably talk about that a lot. But that in itself, our relationship in itself is an example of manifestation. Um and imagining something different than what than what I was familiar with, but something that I thought I wanted. And uh, all that you were just talking about was time travel, as you've explained it to me. And um, just with all the cool things that I'm reading, um, just taking the time mentally, physically, spiritually, spiritually and mentally to go back or go forward and imagine or make peace with. And we have that power so a lot of my research uh for my master's program this first term looked at sexual assault during reconstruction how women Mm -hmm. black women were raped as a as a a tool for warfare Mm -hmm. and um you know it's really traumatic stuff to read and uh be immersed in and um i often think about just the experiences the feelings that these women had uh, what they were unable to do, what they still managed to do, what they manifested. And, um, you know, I, I spend time and I honor those women mm-hmm. because they deserve it and they matter. And that in itself is time travel. And there is a way that I want to live my life in all facets, but certainly sexually, I want to have pleasurable experiences because I deserve them. Absolutely. And so many of my ancestors did not and then even in spite of the all the sexual trauma so many of my ancestors did mm-hmm. they still mm-hmm. did and um you know that's incredible to me so 
just spending a lot of time with Octavia Butler and Renina Jarman and Melanie McCoy and uh, Walida and Marisha. They're just blowing my mind. And there's all these things we can do. So I think about that a lot, especially as we talk about time travel. And I think about when I was talking to you about meditation. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who don't know what I mean about like you travel back to your past and you're speaking to yourself and you're and your past is speaking to you and you're having this conversation, this dialogue. I think meditation is something that's physical. Yes, you might be sitting with your legs crossed. You might be drinking your uh, chai tea. You might be, you know, in, in the sunroom relaxing on a bed of pillows. Smoking weed. Smoking weed uh, or reefer, as reefer sticks, as some of the elders would say. Um, but what what is important is that you remember that, that this is a physical activity, that your mind is a portal in between energy and that's always a consistent thing there's no just pause when you're meditation you're not going to completely get rid of the voices this is something where you have the power to go into the future to be in the present or go into the past and that is dope and what I, I figured that out and I know there's many people before me figured that out too and I know there's people just now figuring it out. So it's it's a beautiful thing. But I figured that out when I was sitting down and I was really talking to myself. And I was like, man, there's something in my past that was just irking my nerves and bothering me. And I was like, instead of actually confronting it or talking to it, I was just, you know, just like, Ugh, get, get, you know, namaste. Let me try to meditate this thing away. And really, I had to go to the source and talk to it. And I had to travel to the past. And I had to be like, why is this irking my nerves? And then I had that conversation with that particular person at that age. And it was a wonderful conversation. And in the, in the present moment, I have some things that might get on my nerves. And I would, I would talk to my present self. And in the future, I try to figure out what I need to do you know, by talking to my future self. And I know it's just like, yo, that dude crazy. It's not crazy. No, I it's, don't even sound crazy. It's if you think about nature itself, they're the epitome of time travel. They evolved, but they evolved because they understood their mistakes from the past and they got better. Genetically, they evolved to, I guess, meet the demands of the future. So, in a nutshell, you're preparing yourself. For the next phase of whatever life is going to throw your way. And that may be just uh, through your existence, through someone else's existence, or the future of your children if you choose to have them. Because everybody is not going to have children, nor do they want children. So basically we're just saying, when we're talking about time travel and sexuality, we're talking about the modification of your genetic genetic makeup through basically um you know mental reformation of it mm. you know the augmentation of your thoughts because you're powerful to do that you can do that like we do it every day but we don't acknowledge it because 
and maybe the school system and maybe because they tell us just to work these nine to fives and if you're working a nine to five that's cool I, I ain't hating against that you gotta do what you gotta do to make the money but we've been through a lot we know that white supremacy is real and I say this in other episodes we know that oppression is real we know that there are a lot of restrictions on our skin my particular frame of thought right now at 29 years of age is that I'm not going to oppress myself nor am I going to let other individuals oppress me or help them oppress me in any shape form or fashion or oppress anybody else exactly and we have to recognize our our own privilege and our own roles in oppressing those who are more marginalized than we are absolutely and through my meditation I also had to realize that because of my privilege, I can safely navigate my sexuality safer than Sarah can. In some ways. And that's something that we can talk about a little bit because Chris, my friend Crystal reached out and uh, Crystal is a faithful listener and I love her. Um, but we were actually talking about if women really did have more sexual freedom to experience. And that's something that we had mentioned in our last episode. And I said women are um, freer to explore, I guess, same-sex relationships because it's deemed in our society that that, sex, that is um, attractive mm -hmm. uh, based on how, how those women look. But um, she was saying women don't really have more freedom to explore themselves sexually. And I was like, you're, you're very right. And basically, with the restrictions that we put on ourselves humankind nobody has a lot of freedom and mm. to take your freedom to explore your sexuality is resistance mm -hmm. and it is a radical act because women it's not safe and so mm. if I were to imagine a world where sexually I could do what I want with other consenting adults that I would be safe that I would be unharmed that nobody would decide that I'm worth less because of what I choose to do with my body, that's the type of world I want to create. But we, we've restricted everyone. But I, I say that I completely agree with that. But I also think about my male privilege only works when I confine or submit to the masculine ideology of sexuality. Yes, and heter heteronormative. If, if you're I, not if, free to yeah, if I, if talk I, to Tom. If I'm not, if I'm not like, ooh, I want clitoris and vagina, I want breast, I want those things that make me feel manly, then I'm in danger. There's a lot of um, people in the LGBT community who are always publicly lynched for their sexual orientation. For their existence. For their there existence. There are people who are always in danger. So that's um, always interesting to me that if I don't follow the, the heteronormative aspect of sex, then I lose our privilege. Mm -hmm. And I'm deemed a freak. We've restricted ourselves so much. And then you look at the news and you see all these people in law enforcement and in politics as molesting and raping children and having these affairs while they preach family values, which is a made-up thing. Mm -hmm. um, real quick, the first time that I intentionally time-traveled after hearing that message that you gave, uh, 
There was this time when I was eight years old, and it's something that has bothered me for a long, long time. And um, I just decided to spend time with that eight-year-old girl. And in that experience, I was able, I felt a peace that I have not had in 20 years. And to know that I have the power to do that is incredible. So I often spend time with 20-year-old, 22, 23-year-old Sarah as well um, to tell myself that I am worthy and uh, that I deserve good things and I am a kind person. Um, it's important for me to do that because there are so many lies and restrictions around sexuality mm -hmm. and sex and uh, they're so unhealthy. They, they make are. for such an unhealthy society. And um, and these are these are my final thoughts for the. Uh, we're getting close to the end of the show, and as you were saying that, I was thinking to myself how liberation is being completely free to explore your sexuality. And I think what I mean by free is being able to say no or yes. Not going out the way to harm people to explore your sexuality. Not destroying people to explore your sexuality. But being able to accept it for whatever it is. Without any backlash, any type of, you know, blockage. And I think when we get to a point in our lives and uh, particularly in the black community, especially white communities as well, all over the world, when we let go of the restraints of how people can have or cannot have sex, there'll be a dramatic change in how we view the world, especially when it comes to women, because we know that the foundation of this planet is based on your hips, it's based on your womb, it's based on your whole my fly autonomy. Self. Yeah. Period. And without you guys, we can't do anything. And men know that. So they put you in this particular type of one frame of thought and they say stay there. But we say once twice, three times a lady. The Yoni is released. This world will see changes. Well it's coming and um we out here doing dope things, so I definitely want to spend more time writing about that. I'm going to be exploring these subjects and topics a lot. I do have a few announcements before we go. Um, I just definitely want to shout out and reemphasize the women that I mentioned because they're out here doing incredible work, um, often giving of themselves for free, so they deserve support and thanks and gratitude. So check out Walida and Marisha. She is on twitter and instagram at w-a-l-i-d-a-h-i-m-a-r-i-s-h-a and she co-edited octavia's brood which is about speculative fiction a genre of fiction that encompasses works in which the setting is other than the real world involving supernatural futuristic or other imagined elements and um you know that's obviously what octavia butler did uh, the other person whose book I just bought is Renina Jarman, and she's an author of Black Girls Are From the Future, so check her out on Instagram and Twitter. And I mentioned Melanie McCoy, who is just incredible. She's amazing, and she gives a lot of herself, and I've learned a lot just following her on Instagram. So shout out to them. Check out their work. My parents are doing a Kickstarter. 
and there are 11 days left. This is for their Gullah Geechee Wisdom cards. You can check out my mother's Facebook page, Natalie Days, or her Instagram, at Gullah Mama, and you can click the link or even just go to Kickstarter and search Gullah Geechee Wisdom cards. But they're similar to tarot cards, something that um, will allow you and your friends, your loved ones, to learn more about Gullah Geechee culture, um, get some intuitive wisdom, learn things about yourself, share stories like you would do any other card reading. But this is unique. All the artwork is by my mother and my father created the book that goes along with it. My mother also has a performance, excuse me, I lied. My mother also has a creativity, a workshop that she is doing in Georgetown, South Carolina on April 30th. So if you can be there, be there because it's going to be dope. Yes. And uh, we thank you for your support. Uh, we thank you for listening to this podcast. Uh, for anyone who has made a purchase of 100% uh, Dark Matter, uh, we thank you for that. If you are trying to stay up to date with anything that we're doing, make sure you follow We Fly, the podcast page on Facebook. Uh, you can find Sarah at Sarah McKeeba on Instagram. You can find me as Jaha Smith on Facebook and Instagram as well. And thanks, thanks for, for flying, flying with us, y'all. Peace. Peace.